0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Easy Kills Podcast. We are on Season 2, Episode 2. How you doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Today, we're going to be covering no other than A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, released in 1985. Now, I've got some negative shit to say about this movie, and... This is probably the least favorite of all the franchise, next to number five and number six, and some may even say number seven. But that was a fucking classic, so yeah. Um, everyone's got their own opinion on this movie. Um, this is definitely one of my least favorites. Like I said, um, it really has nothing to do with the first movie at all. They do mention Nancy a little bit, um. Yeah, so let's get up into today's episode. Um let's do a quick little recap on Nightmare on Elm Street 1. We followed Nancy and her friends all getting killed by Fred Krueger, aka Freddy Krueger, who is a child murderer and got out on a technicality. Somebody forgot to sign the right spot on the warrant and he was able to walk free. Parents didn't like that shit, so they trapped him and burned him in the boiler room that he worked at and also murdered all those children. I know. So, yeah. uh, The end of part one, Um, Freddy had killed all Nancy's friends, or Fred Krueger as he was known in that movie. From now on, it's Freddy Krueger, And you'll notice a couple differences in this movie. Like, he now has the iconic red and green striped sweater, and I know what you're thinking. Like, he's always had that. In the first movie, the sleeves were just all plain. It was just the, the front and back of the shirt that was striped. The sleeves had no stripes on them. His makeup looked more like a melted pizza because that's what they were going for. Uh, this movie, he looks way more dark, more wet looking. Um, his eyes are different color. He's got more of a hooked witch nose, and it's a lot more darker than the first one. But if you remember at the end of the first one, um, after killing Nancy's mom, she turns her back on him and she's like, I don't believe in you. I take away all my fear, opens the door, Freddy disappears, supposedly dies. But then as she drives off with her friends, the hood goes up over the car and it's like the Freddy sweater. And then the mom gets pulled through the window in a very cheap little trick, look like a little rubber doll getting pulled through. But hey. So that's where they ended on the movie, and the creator, Wes Craven, never intended for this to be a franchise, so he was not a part of this movie at all, and it really shows, because this sequel came out one year after the original, and it was pretty much rushed. Uh, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. Um, Robert Englund, at one point, didn't play Freddy in part of this movie, and it really shows. We'll get into that. Um, they did bring it back on, thank God, because nobody can play Fred. Freddy Krueger like Robert England. He is the man. He's the one and only Freddy. And that also really shows when they tried to reboot it back in 2010, I believe, with that remake they did that was trash. But I I still went to the theater to watch it because I love Freddy Krueger. I can't get enough of him. And lately I've been obsessed with A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. That's kind of why I wanted to do this episode right away. I kind of want to get it out of the way because I'm not a fan of it, but I still have to cover it to get to part three, The Dream Warriors, which is my ultimate favorite Nightmare in Elm Street. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. That's like the best one. Like, ugh, I can't get enough of that. I actually got the original script for what it was supposed to be. It was a lot darker and crazy. Whew. Makes my nipples hard. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, we'll get into part three eventually. Maybe this season, maybe next. I'm not sure how far this podcast is going to go. But yeah, once we get to that one, we're going to do like a two-part episode just for that movie because it is that damn good. And there's so much to talk about in that one. But we're not talking about Dream Warriors. We are talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. So let's get up into this. We just did the recap on the first one. Now, this movie has absolutely nothing to do with the first one, and it takes place five years later. And the only mention we get of Nancy is a diary that she's supposed to have left in her room. So let's get up into this movie. So the opening starts with our new main character, Jesse. And he's on a school bus getting dropped off from school, and it's dropping one kid off after the other until it's just him and two girls. And then they notice that The bus is being driven really fast, and they're like, what the hell, driver, that's my stop. And fun little fact, if you notice who the bus driver is, it's actually Robert England, a.k.a. Freddy Krueger himself, just out of makeup. So I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, she's like, driver, you missed my stop, and the bus just keeps driving crazy, and it's going fast, and then they end up, like, in a desert, and then in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Obviously, it's a nightmare. And... Next thing you know, this starts, like, lightning starts fucking coming down. The floor starts caving in. Next thing you know, they're on these big old rock pillars, and there's the ground just caved in, and then what do you know? It's Freddy driving the bus, and he starts creeping up on Jesse and the two girls slowly just with his claws cutting the seats until he gets to them, and he's about to slash them, and then boom, we cut to Jesse's mom cutting tomatoes, and it's like chop, 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 and then you hear... (laughs) You hear Jesse scream like a little girl. Just... <laughs> I See, I can't even do that. I don't have the vocal range for that. Um, and like, oh, Jesse's awake. And so we find out Jesse, our new character, moved into Nancy Thompson's old house. It's been five years since the original movie. Well, since what happened in the original movie. It's been five years. Even though it's only been one year since the first movie was released, this movie takes place five years later. So that's supposed i don't know when it's supposed to i i, I can't do the time work because it just makes my brain hurt and yeah so jesse's been having all these nightmares uh we meet our his well i wouldn't say his girlfriend i guess you would say the love interest because she like has a thing for jesse her name is lisa real pretty redhead looks like meryl streep a lot of people say and she gets a ride from jesse and his beat up little hoopty which this bitch is rich why is she getting a ride from this guy and his car like you literally don't even need a key to start it but hey what do i know about cars i don't know shit <laughs> so they go to school um we meet our other character grady which is this douchebag friend of jesse's he's not really a friend he's kind of like a bully they both get in trouble and pe by coach schneider so they have to he makes them do like push-ups and shit as punishment for being disruptive and you know those two end up being good friends and um Grady pretty much gives Jesse the backstory like oh yeah girl went nuts in that house that you live in talking about Nancy so in this movie I guess they say what happened to Nancy is her mom locked her in the house and Nancy went crazy like she went nuts but that's we all know that's not what happened but basically that's all they mentioned of Nancy until a little bit later um oh yeah and then we meet um the coach coach Schneider. he's a douchebag and I guess he likes to hang out at the gay bars, like the S&M and shit, which I've never been to one of those. Doesn't look like fun. I mean, I cannot wear leather. That shit makes me sweat. Not sound comfortable at all. But yeah, sorry. If I sound a little weird, i uh got a little bit of cotton mouth going on whenever I start yapping out the mouth. So yeah, we meet Grady, um, the douchebag now best friend, Coach Schneider, who's going to come back a little bit later. So then, uh, Jesse's supposed to be going to. No, wait, he has a nightmare. Let's let's get back to the nightmare scene really, really quick. Um, he wakes up sweaty, and he's always sweaty in his little chonies, and that happens a lot in this movie. He wakes up a lot sweating, nightmares, screaming like a girl. He was actually named the first male scream queen because this movie was had very gay undertones, and it really shows. And this movie is considered one of if not the gayest horror movie in film horror and i didn't notice that growing up watching it the first time i watched this movie i honestly didn't know how to feel about it i think i watched it when i was like 12 or 13 it just didn't seem like a nightmare movie to me and it really does not fit the first and then what comes next which is this one honestly a lot of people say you can skip this one and go straight to the third, but you know what? I'm a true horror fan. I watched it, and we're going to do this together, okay? See, he has a nightmare, and for some reason, he wakes up and goes outside around his house and looks in the basement, and he sees Freddy going into the furnace, and then he runs inside, and then, boom, Freddy grabs him and basically tells him, I need you, Jesse. Um, You got the body. I got the brains, and then he pulls off his fedora and rips his Ugh, his scalp off, and you see his brain, and then Jesse screams like a girl and wakes up. And it's a fucking crazy, it's a nasty little scene to watch. Ugh, it's gross. And Freddy looks so evil like, this is the most demonic and evil he's ever looked in any movie. And it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot darker than the first one. And a lot of shit goes down in this one. It does not make sense with the first one or the rules, of the dreams, or anything like that, and it only gets crazier as the movies go on, but of course, we're going to get into all those eventually, so yeah, and then Jesse's trying to go to Lisa's house, because this bitch, is, her family's loaded, they got a big ass pool in the backyard, they got like a pool house, you know, they've got money, and uh, Jesse's dad's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you better unpack that room. Because I guess they just moved into that house. Um, I'm not sure if they've lived there in town or they're new to town or what, but they do live at Nancy's old house. And the bars are still on the window. So we get this little music montage Jesse cleaning his broom, dancing around, all embarrassing. And uh, Lisa comes in with the mom and she's like, oh, I came to help you unpack. And they find Nancy's diary and they go through it and it talks about like her dreams and stuff. Which Nancy does not seem like the type of girl that would keep a journal or a diary. She just, she was just too smart for any of that shit. She didn't have time for that. Um, but yeah, and so they get some clues about who Freddie is and all that. And yeah, it's just, they just find it in the closet in Jesse's room because he lives, and uh, Nancy's older. And so, yeah, we get this part where Jesse dreams again and he ends up sleepwalking into the gay bar where Coach Schneider goes. And he's about to get a beer and Coach Schneider stops him and there's like all these guys in leather and um, harnesses and shit. It's, it's a weird fucking scene, honestly. And um, so he ends up taking Jesse back to the school in the gym and makes him run laps while coach snyder's still in his little s&m outfit like bro this is like after hours like in the night like in the middle of the night and you're making this kid run laps like what the fuck's wrong with you (laughs) and he's like, all right hit the shower so jesse's in the shower um and coach snyder's off goes to his office and then boom these like tennis balls basketballs start flying at him and then next thing you know, these um, jump ropes start tying him up and drag him into the shower room next to Jesse and ties him up and rips his clothes off. And then all of a sudden, these towels start flying out and they start whoosh, whoosh, whipping him on the ass and just whoosh, one after the other. And they're and then all the steam from the shower. And this whole time, Jesse's just watching. They're like, "Uh, what's going on?" <laughs> I mean, if that was me, I'd be out that fucking door and take off running butt naked or not i don't give a shit but and earlier i said that they didn't hire robert england to play Freddy krueger and it shows in this movie because the first time we see freddie do he's about to kill the coach spoiler alert um as he walks up you see his shadow and his body walk up but you don't see his face and the way he walks up is very just weird robert england plays freddie krueger in a way that nobody can that he has a special stance when he stands He leans one way, and the way he holds the glove, and he said in interviews it's because the glove was heavy. So the iconic way that he stands, like, to one way with his glove and the way he walks, nobody can do it like him, and it shows the way this guy walks up. The guy playing Freddy Krueger, who I don't even know who it is, honestly. I didn't even do my research. Um, He just, like, walks up like a normal dude, and then, boom, slashes Snyder's back one, two slashes. Snyder dies, and then the shower starts spitting spraying out blood and boom he's dead and then next thing you know jesse has the glove on his hand he screams and then we cut to the parents opening the front door and it's pouring rain and two officers have jesse wrapped in a blanket they say oh we found your son walking around naked in the rain and they think it's drugs but homeboy's just (laughs) sleep deprived he's you know he's being taunted in his sleep by this fucking dream demon like so then oh yeah we have another friend i think her name is carrie um that's lisa's friend and she's like earlier she talked about oh to the pool party so Lisa's supposed to be having this big old pool party and then we get the pool party scene and all the friends are there and the, the dad's grilling and it's like you know his type of music and then the mom's like i'll take care of it and she takes him upstairs for a little chon chon and once those light goes out Everyone's like, hey, they bust out the little rock music and the beers and they're just having a good old time. Jesse finally shows up and he's with Lisa and they're getting a little action going on. And this I don't know what this movie's obsession with tongues is, but he's like kissing on her chest. And then next thing you know, his tongue is like this nasty color and it's all long and it's Freddy. And he's like, oh, I got to go. And he takes off running and he ends up jumping through Grady's window and Grady's like, he's like, he tells Grady, like, oh, something's trying to get inside of me. And he's like, and you want to be with me? <laughs> like, there's a girl over there waiting for you. You want to be here? So basically, just like the first movie, he tells Grady, like, um, keep an eye on me. Stay awake and watch me while I sleep. If something happens, wake me up. And, of course, he's like, oh, okay, okay. Dude gets bored and falls asleep. And next thing you know, Jesse's like, Grady, it's happening again. And, like, he starts, ugh. His stomach, like, it looks like he's got the choro, the diarrhea, something's wrong with his stomach. But it's actually Freddy, and his he gets the finger knives coming out of one hand. His skin starts ripping off. You see the striped sweater underneath. He, like, screams, and behind in his mouth, you see an eyeball. And we get one of the—at the time, was really good effects, but looking at it now, it's super cheap. Um, Freddy's coming out of Jesse's body. And you see his face coming out of his chest, and then he slices it, and then Freddy comes out, and the body just, just drops to the floor. And Grady's screaming, can't get out of his room, it's locked. And then his parents on the other side door are like, Grady, open the door. And then Freddy grabs Grady by the throat and like lifts him up against the door. And then from the parents' view on the other side, we don't see Grady's kill, but we do see what the parents see, and they're on the other side like, open the door. And then we see Freddy's glove just... Go through the door and just slash down. They're like, ah, and then Grady's dead, and then Jesse's sitting there crying. Like, and you see Freddy in the room, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then he, like, throws the glove at Freddy, and boom, it turns out it's a mirror. He's looking at himself. So basically, Freddy's trying to possess Jesse and come to the real world and telling Jesse to kill for him. And, you know, like, uh, there was another scene earlier where um, Freddy goes to Jesse's little sister's rooms, like, wake up, little girl. And she looks at him, and it's Jesse. And then he, like, goes to cover her up, and one of his hands is the glove. So he's trying to basically, like, possess Jesse. And that's pretty much what this whole movie is. So yeah, they hear the cop sirens. Jesse's covered in blood. So he jumps back out the window, ends up back at Lisa's house. And he's like, I killed Grady. I killed Snyder. And she's like, what, what? And he's like, it's happening. Boom, he transforms back into Freddy, which is doesn't make sense, because... Freddy can only get you in the dream world. As far as I know, Lisa's wide awake. So he somehow came through the dream room. Well, I'm, I mean, Nancy pulled him out, but there's like, it does not make sense that he can just transform into Freddy. <sighs> it gives me a headache just thinking about it, but hey. So yeah, they get into a fight. Um, He bites the shit out of her leg, like, ugh, looks nasty. And Freddy looks all gross and wet looking and dark. He just looks evil. Uh, She finally gets away, pulls out a big old kitchen knife, and he's like, I'm I'm Jesse now. Like, basically, he took over Jesse's body, so she starts stabbing him in the shoulder, but doing it very weakly. And then he just throws her against the wall, because Jesse's somewhere still in there, even though it's Freddy. And he, like, jumps out the window. People are looking at the window like, what's going on? And boom, the window breaks, and he disappears. Next thing you know, he jumps back up, and that's when all fucking hell breaks loose. He starts killing i think like six or seven people slashing them um people get trampled on somebody falls off the fence and out of nowhere fire starts coming out of the ground like this part makes no sense and he's like you are all my children now and everyone's scared and then this one dumbass guy is like hey man be cool trying to reason with freddy and freddy's like "Sutton, this fucker and he's like slashes him and throws him against the grill and then uh, Lisa's dad comes out with a shotgun, and Lisa stops him. And then out of nowhere, Freddy just calmly looks at them, and then she's like, Jesse, and, like, Freddy just walks off through a fence, and the fence catches on fire, and he disappears, like, God damn It It gives me a headache just thinking about this scene, because I'm just like, how does this make any sense? I know it's a movie, and you guys are probably like, you dumbass, it's just a movie, but these movies have rules to the dream world, what Freddy can and can't do, what you can and can't, you know, it's just... <sighs> anyhow let's cut to the next scene uh lisa takes off and she goes to the boiler room or the factory where freddy used to work i guess where he killed all 20 kids but i remember in the first movie they said it was like a dozen now they're saying 20 i don't know and she's like in there and it looks scary she's all by herself it's like dark there's like barely any light and she finally comes face to face with freddy and she's like jesse i know you're in there like i love you and then he's like no and then it works and he starts weakening and he can't kill her and we get the nastiest scene where she gives him ugh, the nastiest little kiss from hell she just kisses him and he pushes her and it's, uh, it's something so gross like ugh. <laughs> it's just gross and she's like I love you Jesse and then like the um the pipes start getting hot and then he catches on fire and he burns up and he falls and she's crying And then everything turns off, and the fire goes away, and she's, like, basically, she killed him. And it was the weirdest death, because all she did was kiss him, and then he caught on fire, and the power of love saves the day, I guess. Like, hey, good for (laughs) y'all. And then the body starts moving, and she's kind of like, oh, shit, like, what the fuck? And it sits up, and then the skin starts, the burnt parts start coming off, and it's Jesse underneath. She saved him and it's all over but how y'all gonna explain what the fuck just happened like oh some weirdo guy just came out and started slashing people and killing everyone we saw him disappear we saw him jump out of nowhere fire coming from the ground and yeah so that's the end um we get one more scene where they're on the school bus again and it's jesse and lisa and then her friend carrie behind them and they're like they're like oh it's all over and then carrie's like great party last night and they're just like uh What do you mean great party? There was people fucking butchered and murdered last night, and you're gonna be like, Oh, great party. (laughs) And uh she's like uh the bus driver starts speeding up speeding up again, like in the beginning of the movie, and he's like, Oh, something's wrong. It's happening again. Driver, stop and the driver was just speeding up to pick up the next kid and looks at him like, Sit the fuck down. (laughs) He sits down and she's like, Hey, it's okay, and then carries behind them and she's like, Don't worry. It's all over and then boom Freddy's hand busts through her freaking chest and like like ah and then the bus drives off to the desert again and boom the motherfucking end. Um I'm not going to lie. Uh this movie's all right. Um definitely if I was to rank all these movies, which I probably will one of these days. This would definitely be second to last on my list. Number 3 is going to be number 1. Followed by number two, which would be part one. Yeah. Um, This movie did not... It felt like a typical possession 80s movie, if that was a thing. Um, More than a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Um, For what it was, it had some alright kills. Um, Freddy coming out of Jesse's body was iconic. Um, I liked Grady's death. Snyder's death, um, they showed on the back of the VHS. (laughs) Yes, I'm that old. I seen this at Blockbuster back in the day or Hollywood video and I'd always go straight to the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and read the descriptions on the back and look at the pictures and like oh I want to rent this one so bad and yeah I was always too chicken shit to rent those I mostly stuck to Goosebumps (laughs) The Haunted Mask you can rent it on VHS (laughs) and uh mortal Kombat and shit like that but you know i like to get the leprechauns and all that shit but i always love looking at those and uh, uh sometimes they would have the uh the friday's nightmares the series on vhs too they'd have a couple episodes there and i looked at them like oh i'm dying to watch this and now that i'm old enough and it's free on tubi i watched it and it was not worth 20 uh, something years of wait. <laughs> i can tell you guys that much but overall this movie was all right um i recommend watching it just so y'all know what i'm talking about um definitely not my favorite um i'm gonna give this movie uh two and a half no no fuck that i'm gonna give it two stars because it's kind of boring it doesn't really match with the first one and hopefully soon i will talk about the third movie the dream warriors like i said that is my absolute favorite movie and it's amazing the best in the franchise in my opinion next to Freddy vs. jason which is one of my comfort movies when i can't fall asleep i watch that movie i know and um this movie wasn't all that bad but it's just not my favorite i mean i can appreciate it more now that there's a documentary on it and then there's like the never sleep again documentary which is like four hours long um yeah two stars for this um watch it if you want uh if you don't want to watch it i don't blame you hey (laughs) more power to you if you do want to watch it but um yeah i was actually supposed to do this review um this weekend but i actually played hooky today from work and i went out to go eat and i was just home watching movies and i was like you know fuck it I need to get back on this podcast gig and just start busting out more episodes and have more events going on and some Q and A's. And if you guys haven't checked out my Instagram, it is at easy kills and the kills is with four Z's at the end. So it's E A Z Y K I L L Z Z Z Z easy kills all one word. Um, You guys can interact with me on there. You can tell me your opinions, um, what movies you guys would love for me to review. If you guys want to be a guest co-host or, you know, do an interview with me and whatnot, y'all let me know. Like, my last season, I really didn't have any volunteers. People were just too busy. Let's make it happen. I would love to hear back from my listeners and your guys' opinions and ideas and whatnot and— share some scary stories and all that good shit so yeah well i appreciate you guys i love y'all and this is easy once again thank y'all for listening and whatever you do don't fall asleep